Welcome to my podcast. I'm the Laughing Philosopher. Life is complicated. You are complicated. Everything seems to have been figured out, except how to live a happy life guided by wisdom and reason. What does it mean to be a good person? What is love? Who am I before I was told who I am? Why haven't I found myself yet? Why do I have regrets? Is this a just world? Almost from the moment of birth, we've been told how to behave, how to fit in, and how to fulfill other people's expectations. We grow to fear that we will lack importance or cease to exist in the lives of others if we think for ourselves and question the rules and roles that we've been told define us. Only when wisdom and reason removes this illusion can we live authentically in the world around us and become our real selves. Episode number 40. Should you fear death? Part one. Andrew Marvell, the poet. In his famous poem, to his coy mistress said, At my back I always hear Time's winged chariot hurrying near. Death is always unwanted and always untimely. Are you prepared to face it? You have important questions about life and death, about living and dying. Questions you want to ask, but you fear the answers. You wouldn't be a human being if you didn't question life and death. Fear not. Let us reason together. In this episode and the next, we will ask and answer 13 hard questions. Let's get to it. Question 1. Why should I go on living? We live because there are other people to live with. We live because there are other people that love us and want us to go on living. We live because there are other people that we love and cherish and we want to go on living with them. We live because we desire to learn, to explore, to investigate, and to know the unknown. We live because we want to understand what happened yesterday and shape what happens tomorrow in order to live a rich, full life today. We live because we want to leave this world a little more just and a little more compassionate and a little more wise and a little more gentle 
than the way we found it. Above all, we live because living is life's only real purpose and the only reason we exist. These are good reasons for most people to want to go on living. But are these reasons compelling enough for you to go on living? No one can answer that question any better than you. Question two, does life have value? Life itself has no value. But if we use life to pursue and gain new intellectual and emotional experiences, then these new experiences are what we find to be valuable. The value of life is not found in the mere fact of our physical existence, but in life's potential to engage and experience the world through our intellect and through our emotions. Stars exist, trees exist, rocks exist. You do not merely exist. You are alive. Your life is as good or bad, purposeful or pointless, meaningful or meaningless as your experiences of the world. These individual experiences give life value and importance and give significance and meaning to your life and hopefully to the lives of others. Question three, what is the purpose of life? Life doesn't need a purpose. All life is born with one goal, survival. Survival is more important than reproduction. Grandfathers and grandmothers deserve to live, but don't reproduce. Babies deserve to live but don't reproduce. The purpose of life is more than the passing on of our genes and chromosomes. The purpose of life is simply to live. To live means to engage and experience the world. To live means to reason and understand the world. To live means to feel and embrace the world. That's the difference between human beings and trees, rocks, and stars. These physical things do not live. These things 
simply exist. You were born to live. You were born to think, to feel, and to experience. To some people, that's not a satisfactory answer. They want life to have a big, sexy, grand, cosmic purpose. Yet your life is no different than everything else in the natural world. And nature is purposeless and pointless. The sun rises and the sun sets and rises and sets pointlessly. Flowers grow, bloom, and die. Grow, bloom, and die. Pointlessly. Stars are born, mature, and die, and are reborn, mature, and die. Pointlessly. Life is like a wave breaking on the seashore again and again without end and without purpose, except to be what a wave is and do what a wave does. Your life is just as important as the universe and just as pointless. It's okay just to be. Question four. What happens after I die? What happens to your fist when you open your hand? There is no evidence in your open hand of a fist. Did your fist even exist in the first place? Now close your hand. There is your fist again. You can see it. You can touch it. Yet, if your fist does exist, then where does it go as you open your hand? After you die, you will leave where you've been and you will go somewhere else. Where will you go? No one knows. But as you open your hand, your fist goes to the same place. Your fist exists. You open your hand and your fist no longer exists. You close your hand and your fist exists again. Like your fist, you exist. The universe opens and you no longer exist. The universe closes and you exist again. You were born as if you awakened without ever going to sleep. It just is extremely illogical that you will die as if you go to sleep 
never to wake up. Question 5. Is there some other kind of life after death? Ancient Romans concluded that all things only exist in pairs and appear to grow out of their opposite. Out of heat, cold comes, and out of cold, heat comes. Out of up, down comes, and out of down, up comes. Out of left, right comes, and out of right, left comes. They reason that out of life, death comes, and therefore, out of death, life must come. Life, therefore, follows death. No one knows any more than you do, so you may be confused and disappointed. It may not be the kind of life you imagine. It may not be the life you have been told to expect by ancient books written by ancient men from ancient cultures. Yet, do you remember being born into this world? What did you expect to find? In your first moments of life, you looked around and began to weep. Question 6. Is our fear of death real or imaginary? The most fundamental and indisputable fact of the matter is that no one knows more about death than you do. Many people have strong beliefs and convictions. Some people even make claims to have experienced what it's like to die, to be among the dead, and then mysteriously return to the living in order to relate their experiences. However, claims are not proof. Death seems to be a one-way street, final and irrevocable. What can be said about those that make such claims? Unlike knowledge, imagination has no limits. Carl Jung, Freud's most famous colleague, once observed that he never had a patient over 40 years old whose biggest problem was not his refusal to accept the fact of his own mortality. You are born knowing only life. You cannot imagine your own death. You cannot picture yourself dead. See for yourself. And if you cannot imagine something 
then perhaps it can't be real. So we behave as if we will live forever. We ignore opportunities. We procrastinate. We hesitate. We wait. We delay. We postpone. We act as if there is no end to our heartbeats. We act as if we have been guaranteed tomorrow. We act as if we have been promised eternity. We come to believe that death is just an illusion, an imaginary fear, and nothing to worry about. Yet, it is impossible to achieve a happy and virtuous life until one is cleansed of illusions and imaginary fears, said the Buddha. In order to comfort the living, the dead and dying seem to suggest that death merely is part of life. Indeed, acceptance of death by the living is part of life, but death, the fact of death, death itself is not part of life. One moment you are living, and in the next moment you are not living. One moment you are alive, and in the next moment you are dead. You will never really face death. Death, then, is not something in life that you should fear, like disease or old age. Death is not something that happens to you in life. Death is something that happens to you only after you stop the business of living. In life, death does not exist. Just as in death, life does not exist. Epicurus said, Death, the most dreaded of evils, is of no concern to us. For while we exist, death is not present. And when death is present, we no longer exist. Be seeing you in part two. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Corey, the Laughing Philosopher. Thanks for listening to my podcast. I've devoted my professional life to the intersection of sociology and philosophy, where the contemporary problems of life meet the ideas and convictions of the greatest human minds. 
Join me by subscribing to The Laughing Philosopher as we use reason and wisdom to explore big answers to the most important of all big questions. How to live.